0: Hi, friends, and welcome to this special edition of the Story Forge podcast. I'm Lyle Smith, and I have never recorded a special edition before, but today, Pete Hamill died. And if you don't know who Pete Hamill is, I encourage you to look him up. Um, I encourage you to click on the link in the show notes to the New York Times obituary for him. He was an extraordinary writer, an extraordinary storyteller, uh, a newsman of the First Order and true royalty of the Fourth Estate, which he would certainly laugh to hear me say. But I recorded a few thoughts I had about what he meant to me, and I hope you'll listen to it now. August 6, 2020 in the snow. Every once in a while, you read a headline in the paper that hits hard. Pete Hamill died today. If you think you didn't know Pete Hamill, you're probably wrong. If you grew up and read newspapers from 1958 to, well, now, you probably knew Pete Hamill, even if you don't know his name. And you should know his name. I didn't know Pete Hamill, never met Pete Hamill. I read Pete Hamill a lot. I read him before I knew who he was. I loved his work before I knew his name. I loved him before I knew any of the stories that made him a legend. I got into the news business reluctantly after graduating in 1990. I didn't want to be there in the newsroom. I hated the hours. I was intimidated by the job. But I love the people, and I love the newsroom, and I love the stories. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Sally. Thank you, Len. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Liz. Even in those early days of digitization of the news business, the old stories survived. Writers and reporters in the newsroom remembered finishing their columns, lifting their pages into the air and hollering, Copy! to have a youngster run up to their desk and take the paper off to wherever it had to go to become a column of type on a page, a page that real people would actually read. My editor-in-chief at the time, despite all the computer terminals around the floor, insisted on typing out his weekly column on an IBM Selectric in the corner. The sound of the keys and the imprint of the characters on the page reverberated across the room every week reminding us all that writing was real work passionate and wonderful but real and we could only imagine what the room sounded like when they all wrote that way i hated it all and i loved it then in 1991 the strike came And my little suburban New Jersey newsroom was taken over by a loony bunch of New York tabloid writers. The New York Daily News went on strike, and all of the writers were looking for work. And my paper, in little old New Jersey, hired a bunch of them, and they were wonderful. Sports writers, and business writers, and columnists. And if they didn't know Pete Hamill personally, they each had a Pete Hamill story, or two, or more. And that is when I came to know Pete Hamill. He was a writer, a thinker, a columnist, eventually an editor in chief, embattled. He was a novelist. He was played, sort of, by Randy Quaid in the Opie movie, The Paper, in 1994, forever enshrined as the crazy guy carrying a snub-nosed 38 revolver under his jacket in the newsroom, and described by his editor as, You're not a columnist! You're just a reporter who writes slow. In 1997, my friend and amazing Jersey Jazz musician Don Messina handed me his copy of Snow in August. And I was introduced to Pete again for the first time, a novelist of unique storytelling ability. I fell in love with him as a cousin of the news business, a brother, an occasionally abusive but loving father. He reminded me to think about the world in the clear yet complicated way it deserved to be. You don't need me to remind you of his gift of prose. Or of the time he convinced his friend Bobby to run for president after his brother was murdered in the same job. Or that he was one of the men who tackled his friend's assailant in a California ballroom. Or that he was the guy who wrote the liner notes to that Bob Dylan album. You don't need me to remind you of what he did or how much of an impact he had on the news readers of America. But if you're willing, you need me to remind you of how much of a tactile impact he had on real people, how much he impacted this oddball kid writer from New Jersey, and how much his kind will be missed in this world. Thank you, Pete. Pete Hamill died on August 5th, 2020. He was a newspaper man. He was a storyteller. He was a novelist. He was a legend in his business. He was 85 years old. And if there is any poetry in this universe, he's hanging around a bar in the next world right now with his blood brothers, Jimmy Breslin and Damon Runyon arguing about what's important thank you for everything pete Some folks like and thank you away, for listening take a holiday from the neighborhood. if you find yourself enjoying the story Forge podcast please give us a review at apple podcasts or we're on spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts it helps others find the show and hopefully enjoy it as much as you do all recording, editing, and executive producing tasks are handled by yours truly, Lyle Smith of Nimble Smith, the Content Marketing Agency. This podcast would not be possible without the sincerely excellent help of our friend and associate producer, Anthony Sergi, who produces numerous podcasts, including the truly excellent A Guest in the House about all things hip hop. The music on the podcast was provided by Jody Nardone and the Jody Nardone Trio. Lights Will Guide You Home album and if you'd like to send us questions or feedback or suggestions for other subjects or guests you can reach us through the Story Forge website. That's thestoryforge.com all words separated by hyphens or you can email us at cheers at nimblesmith.com spelled N-Y-M-B-L-E-S-M-I-T-H. Thanks very much. It was so easy